0: What's up, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Bucks and uh, plenty to discuss today. The Bucks are back on Christmas. That's good news for Bucks fans, as uh, it's the fifth time in a row for the franchise for something that really never looked even possible or imaginable uh, pre Giannis in Milwaukee. So we'll talk about Christmas Day hoops. And speaking of Giannis, he's mentioning playing for Chicago in the future. Uh, we're going to discuss this a little bit on today's Locked On Bucks. Max him down Your host is Kane Pittman, you can see and hear me on this show uh, daily at the moment. In August, cut back—we're about three to four episodes a week—and uh, you can also find um, my work over at ESPN. And as I've been mentioning for the last couple of shows, as soon as September rolls around, we're back to five days a week, Monday to Friday, so you can get used to that regular schedule as we get ready for the NBA season, but also roll through EuroBasket. Uh, as you know, we are covering. Uh, the Greek national team right now. There's no doubt about that. And we're going to talk plenty about Giannis on today's episode. Uh, just a quick note that while the schedule, we're doing a few episodes a week here, the easiest way to keep up to date with when new episodes drop, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on the audio platform, is to just subscribe. Then you get the notifications come through and uh, you'll be able to keep up to date with everything we're doing. Last couple of episodes, we went through some of your mailbag questions, so you can keep them coming. You can see my Twitter handle down there, at Kane Pittman. Uh, also jump into YouTube comments. I'm going to answer one question uh, from a listener on today's show towards the back end, uh, so stick around for that. But the Bucks are playing on Christmas Day. So at no great surprise that the Bucks are going to be there. This is the fifth straight season that they're playing on Christmas Day and it was interesting I was listening to another uh, Bucks podcast the other day and the the two hosts who do a fantastic job were discussing you know what is there left to uh you know feel as a Bucks fan what what is there left to enjoy or look forward to and it was kind of interesting to me because as the Bucks were announced as a Christmas Day participant this season you know I I reminded myself that you know, to, to think that the Bucs are playing for the fifth straight season on Christmas Day is unbelievable. And of course, we've got Giannis to thank for that. There's no doubt about that. And as long as Giannis is in Milwaukee, we feel like they'll probably play on Christmas Day. But it's just something that was never imaginable. Even for me from Australia, I've watched Christmas Day basketball for you know 15 plus years and always thought, geez, it would be fun if the Bucs were playing on Christmas. And uh, now they're going to do it for the fifth straight time. I was fortunate enough to go to uh, the first Christmas Day game that they played at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks was a tremendous personal experience for me. I had a great day. Uh, but the Bucks 3-1 and one on Christmas Day. The one loss was a disaster in Philadelphia. That was their second time around. Interestingly, they are back on the road. Uh, so they've had two straight games at home on Christmas. Now, unfortunately, uh, the first game was against the Golden State Warriors. There was no fans in attendance. So it kind of felt like a ripoff on what should have been a historic day uh, for the franchise uh, to be back at 5-7 Forum. But ultimately, the best teams, for the most part, which I'll touch on in a second, the best teams play on Christmas Day. The Bucs are a contender. And they play the Celtics this year in Boston. Remember, they played the Celtics at home uh, last year in what was a, a Giannis special. He had a, a just a humongous fourth quarter uh, to carry the Bucs home in that game. But the Celtics have to be the Bucs' biggest rival right now, I would imagine. I've spoke about this before. Even prior to last year's postseason, I said that I think the Celtics are probably the biggest rivals uh, with the Bucs. Frank Madden, if you've listened to him talk about uh, his disdain for the Boston sports franchises, then you'll know all about that. So just a nice little addition to the rivalry between the Bucs And the Celtics, remember, they've played in three of the last five postseasons now, um, Milwaukee and Boston. So that's the makings of a pretty good rivalry. Do you think that there is a bigger rivalry for the Bucs than Boston? For a while there, it looked like potentially Toronto, but they only played twice. The Bucs actually never beat them in a postseason series in that little stretch in the Giannis era, let's say. Uh, Miami, I think there's a general dislike there. And in Philadelphia, of course, I don't think the two teams like each other. I think Giannis and Embiid uh, like going up against each other and trying to to prove that MP- MVP performance, but they just haven't met in the postseason. So to me, it's a no-brainer that it's Boston. I think this is going to be a crazy game. The Bucks will be returning to the scene of Game 7. Uh, they'll be looking for a bit of revenge, and no doubt there's going to be motivation. And let's be honest, on Christmas Day, if you can sit down, put the feet up, and watch... Uh, The Bucs play basketball. Watch Giannis play basketball. You're going to have a good day. The other game's on the slate, and it'll be interesting because the 76ers and the Knicks are there. So when I talked about the best teams, uh, you always play on Christmas. The Knicks also pretty regularly play on Christmas, and they're terrible. So this 76ers-Knicks game, all I can say is that I hope that this is the first game on the schedule because I do not want to watch it. And that'll be about 3 o'clock in the morning Australia time. So I will not have to deal with watching 76ers and Knicks because that's going to be a stinker, let's be honest. Then you got the Suns and the Nuggets. That'll be a pretty good game. Lakers, Mavs, again, people will roll their eyes at the Lakers, but as long as they got LeBron, they'll be on Christmas. And then the Grizzlies and Warriors, who I think have a bit of a rivalry going on, but now I saw Draymond Green was inviting Ja Morant over for dinner or his family over for dinner or something. So maybe they're just friends and it's just fake on Twitter. I'm not sure, but that'll be a pretty fun game. So uh, most importantly, the Bucks back on Christmas Day, do not take that for granted. This is this is big. If you're a Bucs fan, five years in a row, never would have thought that that was possible. And just quickly, Giannis on Christmas Day. So against the Knicks, 30 points, 14 rebounds. Against the Sixers, 18 points, 14 rebounds. That was a very, very bad day. 15 points and 13 rebounds against the Warriors. They won that game by about 40 points. And then last year, obviously, he had a huge game, 36 points, 12 rebounds. So overall, his averages on Christmas Day so far, 24 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, Historically, he's played really well against the Celtics. He's put up big numbers, uh, so we could be in uh, for another show on Christmas Day. I can't wait for that. Uh, What about Giannis making some comments about playing for the Chicago Bulls? I'm going to talk about that next because I need to work up some energy first. And the way that I would do that is by having a built bar. And if you haven't tried the built bar puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys, and guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate? That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. You get all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it is healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein as well. Again, it's hard to believe. But what's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you as well. So go to built.com, use the promo code On 15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code On 15 at built.com. All right. I had uh, multiple Bucs fans slide into the DMs on Twitter today. I wouldn't say it was a full-scale panic, maybe some minor levels of panic I would uh, suggest from Bucs fans regarding Giannis making some comments about going to Chicago. So uh, if you haven't seen the clip, you can see it on Twitter. I, I think it was a Chicago you know, Fox news station that that posted the clip. He was doing a, a press conference for Antidote. Uh, he's, Giannis is... Uh, got some connection now with the uh, you know promoting you know healthcare for everyone. Anyway, that's that's what the press conference was there for. Now, I'm guessing it was a Chicago journalist that took the the, the opportunity to ask Giannis, would he ever play for Chicago? I mean, he gets these questions all the time. So, uh, as a part of his answer, and he spoke about Michael Jordan playing for the Bulls, he spoke about the history of the Bulls, and he said that uh, everybody would love to play for Chicago but now I'm committed to the Bucks. down the line. You never know. Maybe I play for Chicago. So uh, clearly if you're Giannis and you say this at a press conference, he's very aware of how people are going to respond to this. And also we just know in general, if you're a Bulls fan and Giannis says this, clearly it's going to go viral on Twitter, which it certainly has uh, throughout the day. Uh, personally, I found it pretty entertaining. And if we take it all the way back to when Giannis first signed the contract, the Supermax extension to stay in Milwaukee, uh, one of the things that, you know, Frank and myself spoke about, we said, given the way that we know the NBA runs right now, uh, you can sign a five year contract. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed to stay in the city for the entire five years because Uh, as we've seen multiple times before, and we're in the process of seeing multiple players try and force their way out of a franchise. Now, Giannis, to me, doesn't really seem like the guy that would go down the, let's say, the Ben Simmons route or Kevin Durant to a lesser extent. But it's always, it's possible. You can't 100% categorically rule out that Giannis wouldn't leave Milwaukee throughout this contract. Again, to me, it seems unlikely but that's why uh, there is going to be continued pressure on this franchise to make sure that you continue to put the team and put Giannis in the best possible position to win moving forward. Now, over the last two podcast episodes, uh, Frank and myself spoke about Chris Middleton and his potential extension options. We spoke about Brook Lopez and his potential extension options. And we both kind of are of the belief that next offseason is going to be just super fascinating for the direction of this franchise from 2023, 24, and beyond. As those guys age, as they are due for another extension, as they are championship heroes of the franchise, there's going to be some decisions that need to be made. But what you really need to do over the next couple of seasons, if you're the Bucs, is put Giannis and the Bucs in continued contention, and you're going to have to make some smart decisions, certainly financially uh, and with the players that you bring into the franchise. So the only reason I say that, and again, I I don't think that Giannis is leaving soon. I laughed at the comments because he had a little smirk on his face. I think he's, he's very aware of what he's saying, but this is just putting on the table that clearly you're moving forward. Uh, you always have to. Put your best foot forward uh, for someone of the star caliber of Giannis. I think the Bucs have done a tremendous job when you look at the roster, when you look at the uh the way they've obviously tried to do their best to take care of his his family on and off the court. Uh, you see Bucks coaches, staff in Greece every offseason hanging with Giannis. So really I, I don't think the Bucs have have put a uh put a foot wrong, really, since Giannis came to Milwaukee. But, you know, down the line, and we're talking in another four or five years, is Giannis go and play for someone else? Maybe. I don't know. We can't guarantee that he's going to be in Milwaukee for life, but the Bucks are going to have to do a good job. But the one thing I will say when I was looking at this comment, and the reason why I say I laughed or found it a little bit amusing is because Giannis is so smart. This guy is is, is incredibly smart. And it made me think back to when I was in Milwaukee still Uh, prior to the pandemic prior to the extension and during that 2019 2020 season everyone was aware that there was about a a season and a bit until the extension was going to be possible so most of the time it would come from national reporters that would come through Milwaukee and they would always ask him the question uh, what are you doing about the extension ask about other teams and Giannis would not interested in talking about it. He would straight away say, I'm not answering that question. I'm not talking about this. And I just personally found it interesting because I did wonder myself, how much pressure is Giannis feeling about his future? Uh, Does he want to stay in Milwaukee? Does he have faith that this is going to be the best place for him to win? And in the end, he decided yes. Now I think part of that is because he's obviously an incredibly loyal person uh, he spoke after winning the title about wanting to do it the hard way, and he certainly did that by staying in Milwaukee. He could have taken an easier approach. But he would never say something like he said today back then. Never. He he would, he's, he's too smart for that. He didn't want to cause the storm. He didn't want to cause you know all these headlines and these types of things. And since he's assigned the extension, since he's won another MVP, which he did, he's won a championship, won a finals MVP, um, I don't know if trolling is the right word, but he's been more open to just saying, yeah, who knows? Anything could possibly happen. And if you read the the quote or watch the full clip, that's literally all he's doing. He's saying, yeah, who knows? Anything could happen in the future. Why wouldn't you want to play for Chicago? They had the best player that's ever played the game, play for him before. It's a great franchise, a historic franchise sure if people say they don't want to play for chicago or they wouldn't want to play for chicago they're lying uh, but he said this very blase very laid back a little smirk on his face so i don't think that he was intentionally trying to stir up head headlines or intentionally trying to troll chicago or troll this reporter or troll the bulls i don't actually believe that i think he literally just doesn't care i think he's so comfortable in his own shoes where he is at his own career, he's comfortable in Milwaukee, that he just doesn't care. He'll just say something like that off the cuff, not think about it too much. Yeah, who knows what happens in five or six years. So uh, of course, it was a bit of a Twitter storm today. Uh, And like I said, who knows what happens in the future with Giannis. It's obviously up to the Bucks franchise uh, to make sure they keep putting a winning product on the floor. Uh, But personally, pretty amusing stuff, I think, for me for Giannis. And of course, naturally, if you're a Bucks fan, you don't want to think about Giannis playing for anyone else, uh, let alone just playing down the road. So we'll see what happens. Pretty pretty amusing stuff there from uh, Giannis. We've seen similar things in the past where he's kind of mentioned the Lakers and everyone's latched onto that. He's just saying stuff. He's just out there having a good time saying stuff. So I don't think there's too much reason to panic there. But Sure, Chicago fans will get a little bit excited for the next few years at this uh, potential prospect. Let's get to a mailbag question now. This comes from Bucks Film Room, uh, who does a bunch of clips and all sorts of stuff covers the Bucks uh, at Forbes, I believe. So Bucks Film Room asked the question, said, can you rank the top seven players on the box uh, in terms of importance to the team. I assume in importance uh, in the playoffs in terms of winning a title. So Giannis, number one, we don't need to go any further. I think it actually gets interesting at number two though, straight away. I think it gets interesting because for me, I've gone with uh, Chris Middleton. Now everyone knows I'm a big Chris Middleton fan. There will be a lot of people that will dispute that and say it should be Drew Holiday. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. If you think, we've had this discussion so many times, I think they're. if you wanted to have a 2A and 2B that would be those two guys. I think they're almost of equal importance to the Bucs but the reason why uh, I picked Chris Milton is because we saw in the postseason as good as Drew Holiday was and the defensive plays that he made and we know at the end of game 5 he was absolutely spectacular on the road in Boston but just in terms of perimeter offense, getting your own shot, old-fashioned bucket getting. Uh, We saw that the Bucs really had nothing uh, without Chris Milton in the lineup. I've been pretty strong you know, through last regular season. I said this the whole time that if Brook Lopez didn't get back, I don't think the Bucs could win the title. Uh, If they lose, if they had lost Drew Holiday instead of Chris Milton, yeah, maybe they still would have struggled to beat Boston, although I think the offense would have been in a better position to function. Uh, The Bucs are a team that out of those next few guys behind Giannis, they can't afford to lose any of them uh, because they're very even and they're very important what they bring to the team individually. But for me, uh, Chris Milton, number two, purely because of that outside offense and ability to create his own points. Remember the Bucs didn't need much. They didn't need much in terms of offense in that Boston series, but they just couldn't find it uh, without Chris Milton there. So, yeah, Chris, and then Drew at number three. Then I've still got Brook Lopez at number four. Um, and For some reason, we discussed him in the last episode. For some reason, he's kind of maligned in certain sections of Bucks fandom. I don't totally get it. I think he's incredibly important for uh, what this team does defensively. I think we've seen him multiple times step up. Uh, if there is a, a Giannis injury or another injury to a key player, they've been able to funnel the offense through Brook Lopez. So... Uh, incredibly underrated still. I think even from, from Bucks fans, I think what Lopez has been able to do has been underrated. Uh, we hope that he's healthy throughout this season. We'll see. If you missed last episode, go back because we discussed where he sits in his career and a potential contract extension option. So I've got Brook Lopez at number four. Then I've got Pat Connaughton at number five. And if you go back to the start of the off season, when we were discussing what the Bucks were going to do and we figured it was going to be a pretty boring off-season for Milwaukee. They didn't have a lot of moves to make. But I think it was Frank that posed the question to me. If you can only keep one guy out of Bobby Portis and Pat Connaughton, who is it going to be? And I said, well, this is not a very fun question. I don't want to think about this. This is not what I want to answer. But the reality was that I went with Pat Connaughton because of uh, the versatility positionally. And you know that whoever you're playing in the postseason you know that Pat Conant is gonna be playing every night. Every night, potentially gonna be closing for your team. And he's just become an incredibly valuable guy uh, for this team and he's continued to get better. He's got better every season under Bud so far. We'll see if he can take another step uh, this year. We've certainly discussed the idea, would he start? I think Bud likes him off the bench, but again, uh, he's been a guy that they've trusted to take and make big shots. Playing closing lineups that allows Giannis to slide up and play at the five. So, uh, versatility-wise, Pat is incredibly important. I think he's the fourth, fourth most, uh, sorry, fifth most important Milwaukee Bucks player. Imagine if you had have said that only a couple of years ago. Uh, just, just one of those guys that's become such a glue guy for this team. Uh, then I've got Bobby Portis at number six, and yeah, really, I mean, the only reason he's behind Pat is we have seen. We have seen playoff series where he's dropped out of the rotation because it hasn't quite made sense to play. Maybe the matchups didn't work. So uh, clearly Bobby Portis has been a really, really important player for this team. Uh, He might be even more important this year in terms of soaking up even more minutes. Maybe he starts some games depending on how the Bucs want to manage Brook Lopez through the season. So incredibly important for this team. Uh, But, you know, when the Bucs won the title, we did see him in certain series not play – a major role there as those series went on number seven this was interesting because there's a there's a number of ways that you can go here so i think in a, in a perfect world in a best case scenario it's probably joe ingles who you want to be this guy and maybe you could just put him there on potential But there's just such a big question mark. We don't know when he's going to get back. We don't know what he's going to look like. So I went with a more certain option. And of course, potentially there'd be some people that would put Marjon on Beauchamp. And again, that's glass half full. That's banking on or hoping for a potential over what we know, because we don't know a lot right now with Marjon on Beauchamp. But I've gone with Grayson Allen, seventh most important buck. Now, I know that there's been a lot of people that have been down on Grayson Allen. I know there's a lot of people that have, are advoc- advocating or have advocated for a trade of Grayson Allen. And it does make some sense to me. Like I understand why. It's because the Bucks have limited trade chips. And with that contract that Grayson Allen has, you can package him the, the most loved trade package from Bucks fans this offseason. Again, probably because it's the only one they've got, the Grayson Allen uh, George Hill package for some sort of probably guard upgrade, I would guess. But I actually think that Grayson Allen is the buck with the biggest room for improvement this season. Year two with the Bucks. So he's played with Giannis for a season. He has a better feel for what to expect from this team, where he can fit in the rotation. And really, all he does do is knock down open threes, the odd drive to the basket, the odd cut to the basket, throw down the old dunk here and there. But I wonder this year whether there is going to be moments through the season where he... He becomes a little bit more aggressive looking to score. We saw it in the Chicago series when they needed it. Let's be honest. They needed scoring. Chris Milton was out. Grayson Allen was the man. He went nuts. He averaged around 20 points per game over the last uh, three games of that series. I think he had 61 points in those those three games for the Bucs to close it out. And I know it didn't go well against Boston, but this guy delivered against Chicago when they needed it. And I just think ultimately with the defensive team that the Celtics had, Grayson was asked to do a little bit too much without Chris Milton. It wasn't his ideal role. He's not a Chris Milton type scorer. He's never going to be. Uh, he you want him being your your third or fourth option on the floor, not needing him to to bail out the offense, which the Bucs needed at times. It didn't work out. Uh, he didn't play well. But I got high hopes for Grayson Allen this season. And uh, as we've discussed, I think he's probably the likely fifth starter as things stand right now. So let me know what you think. Top seven. Most important bucks, did I get it right? What did I get wrong? Look forward to hearing from you guys there. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well. They'll keep you up to date with everything going on around the NBA. Still plenty of news. Probably still talking about Kevin Durant, I would uh, assume. Hear about what people think about the other Christmas Day games on the docket. So check out the Locked On NBA podcast daily as well as we are here on Locked On Bucks. All right. I'm going to wrap this up rare solo pod don't do them too often hopefully you found some enjoyment here hopefully you're not panicking about Giannis going to Chicago hopefully you're excited about the Bucks playing Christmas Day basketball again and uh, we'll be back in a couple of days plenty more mailbag stuff to go in the lead up to some more Greek national team games as well so we'll be talking definitely more Giannis as uh, as they get ready for World Cup qualifiers and Eurobasket as well so take it easy uh. And uh, I will speak to you guys in a couple of days.